This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Only took us three hours to get the generic rejoin music. Proud generic rejoin coming back from break. Great job by our guy, Jake the Snake Hassan. Love you, Jake. Jake's the best. Uh, final segment for the day with Nick Costos and Will Brinson. Ken out sick today. Great to have Will on the show. Possible we'll have a Will Brinson Friday tomorrow if Ken is still sick tomorrow. Uh, we love Will Brinson Fridays here on, on You Better You Bet. Um, final segment for us for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now, head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, the power hour of the show, featuring a guest spot with Evan Silva from Establish the Run, more thoughts on award markets in Week 18 in the NFL from Will and myself, and all our bets for tonight. Twitch.tv backslash betql coming up in 20 minutes. But one more segment for us today on Stadium, and let's spend that time talking some NBA with our You Better You Bet family member, the great Rick Camp. Rick on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. Does great work handicapping the NBA for our friends at 4 for 4 and BetSperts. Obviously, longtime member of the crew here on You Better You Bet. Rick is also the co-host of the critically acclaimed podcast, I'm Fat. That's the name of the podcast, and it's really great with Rick and Jay Zawoski. We love it. And uh, Will, I don't think Will's heard that before. It's like it, it literally is Rick talking about, like, great food spots. And, Rick, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it great food spots, like, only in Chicago, which is where you're from? Or is this, like, this a celebration of all things fat? Like, like quickly summarize the I'm Fat podcast for everyone, and then we'll talk some NBA. Also great to have you on, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys, too. A lot of it ends up being Chicago-focused restaurants and places we've gone just because that's the area that Jay and I both live in. But whenever we travel or end up anywhere, or we also share recommendations from listeners, from fellow fats that are in different areas, that go to different spots, that just say, hey, you know, here's a place that you should at least look into if you're looking for this type of food in this city. We may not add it necessarily to the I'm Fat map, which is a – map that we put out so you can just a google link so if you're in the chicago area and you're like hey i would really like to find this type of food or i'm in this area what can i find that's going to be good we literally put a map out there that has all the things we've recommended so it's that it could be anything from you know fat culture just like being whether it's being lazy whether it's what is finding different ways to pull your shoes on what is fat culture fat culture could that culture could be oh, anything Sorry, I, was, from, I spotted somewhere in Raleigh. I was freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, who's, I've, been down, I've been down there because I have friends that live in Raleigh. So I've been down there a couple times in the last few years. But uh, fat culture could be anything from, you know, places to find wide shoes or bigger <laughs> clothes. Like for me, one thing I've put <laughs> a lot of people on to is the Shaq collection at JCPenney really gives like some decent looking clothes in the big and tall section to people. Like for, as an example, 
for Christmas, uh, my girlfriend's brother-in-law got me in a grab bag, and we had to put things we might want on, a, on in like an Excel doc. So I had a pair of shoes that are like more casual shoes. Well, this guy's a normie, so he gets to wear normal clothes and shoes, so he gets to get whatever <laughs> shoes he wants. So he's trying to find shoes for me that are a 12 with a 4E width, where essentially I'm wearing his shoe boxes. And he comes to me at Christmas and is like, dude, I had no idea that it's literally impossible to find shoes in your width. I'm like, yes, this is the struggle all fats go through, whether it's clothes, whether it's, you know, shoes. It could be finding a certain type of food that you want, finding the right accessory, the right like fat scratcher since you can't reach it yourself. Like These are all things that we talk about on the podcast. I love this so much. I'm like, I like, honestly, it kind of checked out on exactly what you're saying because I was scrolling around this map. I noticed that um, Sam Jones Barbecue is on here for North for Raleigh, and it's a great call. Sam Jones Barbecue is outstanding. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there for whoever is filling this in for Raleigh. Longleaf Swine. The next time you're there, my boys, tell them, tell them Brinson sent you if you make it to Longleaf Swine. Also, uh, Wilmington has the Oceanic on here. Fine choice. Uh, but trolley stop, hot dogs only, cash only, surfer dog with melted cheese and bacon bits. Oh. All right, all right, Guy too. Fieri. All right, Guy Fieri. What, what, what's next here? Uh, Dinos drives and NBA chat. Um, I actually don't even know where I was going. So instead, I'll just throw it out. Let me, let me, let me. Let me I, 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 got, I was looking, I was looking at the games tonight. Well, hold on, well, hold on a second. Only because, like, I, I, I want to make sure I get this in. So, Rick, you, you know that I don't, you worked on the show. You've known me for a long time. You know that I'm not a BSer. Um, this is the truth. So I did my MBA work this morning off of what happened last night. And, like, the big conclusion that I came to in the prop market was, I need to start playing Jared Allen assists overs after last night. And then Alex is typing in the chat, like, your NBA prop stuff. And, like, for people that don't know Rick, Rick is as hashtag in the weeds in the best way possible with NBA props. Like, knows everything going on in every game. This player's out. Like, what's going to happen? And, Rick, I am heartened to see that you are on this angle also. Tell the people about Jared Allen assists potentially being a valuable angle moving forward here. Yeah, it's interesting that it wasn't much of a thing when Darius Garland and Evan Mobley initially went out. But really, it's been since Donovan Mitchell re-entered the lineup, it's just been a lot more consistency in touches for Jared Allen. And while his conversion rate on potential assists has not been, it's been way too high from an average number of what you look at. But for centers that are generally getting the ball in the middle of the court, their conversion rate's higher because you're hitting guys for either wide open threes or, you know, back cuts, something like that. So the quality of each potential assist for centers is generally higher. And Jared Allen can do that. It's just when you have Garland and Mobley and Mitchell, he's not really asked to. So when Mitchell's the main ball handler, especially in their starting lineups where it's Mitchell, Allen, and shooters, essentially Mitchell's getting blitzed. So you're getting opportunities where the center's going out He's the outlet valve, and then he's in like a four-on-three situation like you would think of old-school Warriors with Draymond Green. All he has to do is make a decision with their improved shooters. They're hitting more of those shots. So instead of being a one-to-three assist guy, in his last five games, he has seven, six, six, four, and seven. So he's getting plenty of those opportunities. And coming up tomorrow, a duplex spot against the Washington Wizards who give up everything under the sun 
two centers. So Jared Allen's in another smash spot tomorrow. And, yeah, I, pl- I played over three-and-a-half at plus money and over five-and-a-half assists. And I want to say it was like plus 470 yesterday. So there should still be value. We don't have the numbers yet for tomorrow. But there should still be plenty of value on Jared Allen getting those assist opportunities at least until Garland and Mobley are back in the lineup. I was saying to Nick when we were sort of talking about Allen uh, offline before you came on, Rick, that he should have had a triple-double last night. I played him in DFS, and I think he got pulled just because it was a blowout. Looking at tonight, the mighty Spurs. My goodness, how far Pop has fallen. They got five wins on the year. They're 10.5-point home dogs to the Bucs. Uh, MGM, BetMGM has uh, some juice on, on the Bucs at that 10.5 as well. When you look at a game like this and potential player props, is there any, you know, you see like Giannis's uh, 31 and a half is, is juiced to the under. Is there any, like with the blowout potential, is there anything you try to avoid, anything you lean into from a player prop perspective? In this matchup specifically, I've looked hard at Damian Lillard points. He hasn't been the most consistent, but he did have 40 against the Spurs previous or against the Bucks. Yes, against the Spurs previously. But the blowout potential does scare me a bit. The only thing I've played in this game is uh, Wembenyama over one and a half threes. It's around even money wherever you find it. And that's because, and it's just something I'm, I'm kind of working through with it depends on the big and also kind of depends on the matchup tonight where if there's a center that really has not much interest in getting out and guarding the three-point line, then a guy like it's worked this way for Chet Holmgren, but also with a guy like Wambanyama, more willing to take the three. And Wambanyama's three-point percentage has gone up 10% since he moved to the five, which I believe part of that is due to more open shots because more centers don't want to leave their post and drop defense. Now, what could be interesting is if Milwaukee puts Giannis on Wambanyama, and basically has Brooke Lopez go to Jeremy Sohan and be like, hey, you can shoot all night, buddy. you got to prove it before I'm really going to guard you or we're going to have to shift what we do. So I did play over one and a half threes for Wembenyama. Those attempts have also been going up uh, since he moved to the center spot. But really not much uh, side or total-wise. If I was to play something uh, side or total-wise in that game, it would be San Antonio first quarter plus three and a half. But that's partially due to the back-to-back nature for Milwaukee. And also just San Antonio as a team. They start out strong. They fade as the game goes on. So, Wambanyama over one and a half threes is what I'm looking at. If you really want something on the Milwaukee side, I would say uh, maybe don't play the regular game prop. Maybe just hit an alt over at a smaller price, you know, a smaller unit price to be able to uh, have some action on them. Rick, in about 30 seconds here, anything that you're eyeing for in like the Nuggets-Warriors game tonight or on Friday night in the NBA in about 30 seconds? Nothing in Nuggets-Warriors. Closest thing that I, I've been on is uh, is uh, looking at Jamal Murray over his points. In terms of tomorrow, the Bulls have questionable tags on uh, Levine and Vucevic. If, they, if Vuce does not play... Drummond rebound overs have been absolutely insane. He's had at least 16 every game that he has started. So if that's there, that's an opportunity. Uh, Chet Holmgren over threes if the juice isn't too bad, just because uh, when it comes to him and bigs that are better defensively inside the paint, he'll stay outside. That's an opportunity for him as well. And then obviously I mentioned Jared Allen before. So those are things I'm looking at. 
And then Jonas Valanciunas has been pretty good lately, so possibly a double-double for him, but haven't decided yet. What's the best thing you ate over the uh, the New Year's break? Ten seconds. Uh, a chorizo queso dip from a Stephanie Izard restaurant that's actually in the United Center when I was at a Bulls game. Stephanie Izard's one, like, I think, from Top Chef, right? Also, like, Tyler. Like, oh, yeah. Tyler's been on the show the longest. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we've asked Rick this question, like, ten times. And, like, eight of the ten times, the answer is, like, chorizo queso dip in some, like, from, like, a different place. Like, that's, like, it's all, it's literally, Rick, it is literally queso is the answer every single time we ask you this question, and I love it. Uh, check out Rick's podcast, I'm Fat. Uh, check out 4 for 4 and Betsports for all his NBA handicapping. My friend, we appreciate it. Happy New Year again. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Rick. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. To, to be fair, like, queso is I'm delicious. just yeah. Uh, do you have, you have torchies up there? I mean, I guess. I mean, well, torchies. just real quick. Tor- just for the people watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the power hour. We'll talk more food in the final hour, but we'll start it talking NFL Week 18 with our friend, Evan Silva.